You're listening to the Journey to Fans podcast, episode one. Episode one, (laughs) y'all. I'm so excited. I'm your host, DeSola Davis, and we're talking all about why having a sales funnel, even if it's high converting, isn't a great marker for a successful business. I'll share how it all started with a mistake that cost me almost $10,000. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, I'm DeSola Davis, and this is the Journey to Fans podcast. We help maxed out service providers fill their online programs with dream customers. Because let's face it, work doesn't feel like work when you're serving the people who love everything you do. (laughs) Am I right? But ownership is more than income goals. Leadership is more than managing a team. And a raving fan base is the secret weapon to building a business you love. So stay tuned for strategies that help you sell with confidence lead with vision, and serve with purpose. Thanks so much for having me on your journey to fans. Hey there, I'm so excited that you're joining me for the inaugural episode of the Journey to Fans podcast. If we've never met, I'm DeSola Davis, and I'm a customer journey designer. I help online owners design delightful sales experiences that connect them with their raving fan base and turn one-time customers into repeat buyers. Most of the owners I help are maxed out service providers who are using online programs to expand their impact so that they can make more time for what matters most to them. You know, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I tried to escape the online business industry many times. If you want to hear more about that, listen to my bonus episode, episode zero. The short version is when I first entered the online business world, I bought everything out there like many people do. I had invested almost $10,000 into online learning with no real returns on my investment. When I asked my online friends about this, I would get the same answer. Well, that's the risk you take when with online products, DeSola. That's just how it is, DeSola. We've all been there. It was almost like everyone was resigned to the fact that like you could just buy whatever you wanted online. And if you didn't get the results you wanted, you just chucked it up to bad decisions, poor choices, Maybe you missed something on the sales page. It was always about the customer. It was always an issue that the customer had. It was never an issue with the product. It was never an issue with like a misalignment or anything like that. Obviously, there's no return policy because of the nature of the digital products, but there was just never any resolve, any resolution that involved a customer being satisfied with the service. And the truth is, that's how many people who have been on the consumer side feel. Even you as a business owner, I bet you felt that way about one of the purchases you've made in the past. Like, give me a head nod if you resonate. There's a lot of education about how to design the right sales funnel out there. And the main point of most of the education that we get is something to the effect of, here are all the tactics you can use to get someone to pay you how to close the sale, how to get the customer. But there's nothing out there talking about something like how to make sure the problem is actually solved, (laughs) which is the whole reason that customers are paying you to begin with. It boggles my mind that when people create solutions, all of the destinations are get to the sale, get to the sale, get to the sale. It's never about actually solving the problem for the customer. It's almost like we assume 
that your consumers, whoever is consuming that content knows how to do that. And that's what really blows my mind. Let me first start by saying that making sales is important. Okay. (laughs) The lifeblood of any business is how much you're able to generate cash flow. The amount of cash that flows throughout your business determines other business decisions that you make. Things like stabilizing your profit, automating processes, hiring, engaging other partners to serve your audience. You can't do any of those things without cash. And cash flow is largely determined by your sales process. And in order to sell, you need to have a repeatable process of attracting and converting new leads into customers. That's the fundamental act of making sales. And many business owners believe that in order to make sales, all you need to do is create or imitate a highly converting sales funnel that you can feed leads into and that'll spit out customers for you. The more customers you get spit out on the other side, the more successful your sales funnel is. And that paradigm and belief system is largely inadequate. Here's why. One, it isn't attached to the reason you started your business to begin with. Two, it reduces the value of a problem solved to a singular sales transaction. And three, it removes your responsibility as an owner to deliver on what you promised. So let's just break everything down. Let's start with problem number one. It removes the reason you started your business. So let me start, let's, let's start with a question. Why did you go into business in the first place? What's the first thing you think of when that question is asked? Why'd you go into business? I can guarantee that making sales is not even close to your top three list. It's a need. It's definitely necessary, but it's not the reason you decided to push play on this dream and this passion that you have. One of the top reasons is probably because you saw a need, a problem that existed in your community. You looked at your skill set and you said, you know what? I can solve this problem. And you determined to solve it for yourself at the very least, and then for others dealing with the same problem. Here's the thing. The strength and impact of a business isn't determined by how many sales it makes, but its continuous ability to solve problems. I'm going to say it again for the people in the back. The strength and impact of a business is not determined by how many sales it makes. It's determined by its continuous ability to solve problems. The value of the problem solved is directly related to the value the business brings. And this is why making more sales cannot be the reason that you're in business. And making more sales cannot be the goal of continuing business. It cannot be the goal of having a sales funnel. And it cannot be the metric by which we determine that aforementioned sales funnel is successful. Let's go to problem number two. Depending on a sales funnel alone reduces the value of a problem solved to a sales transaction. Here's the thing about a problem solved. Every problem comes with a person attached to it. 
ever see one of those videos on Instagram stories during someone's launch that includes all those sales notifications of all the people who are joining? It's basically a video where they're scrolling their email with sales notifications. The reason that they have them, or at least that's what I think, um, that they have them is in order to create FOMO and to get people off the fence, right? So the point is, if people are off the fence and they see that there's all these other people that are joining, they don't feel alone anymore and they don't feel like they're jumping into something that doesn't have any reputation. It's a great visual on its own and it likely achieves the goal, but in the context of what we're talking about today, it shouldn't be the finish line for your sales goal. If your goal with your sales funnel is to be able to do something like that on your Instagram stories, then you are largely missing the point, ma'am. Because every transaction that hits your inbox represents a life that has placed their faith in you to solve their problem. And I'm not trying to get existential here, but I think that there needs to be a kind of grounding that happens every time someone says, yes, I want to work with you. And this happens if you, you know this from your one-to-one services, when someone pays you to work with them directly, you know the weight that it carries. When someone says, I think you can solve my problem, that's essentially what they're saying. They're voting with their most valuable resource, their money, as well as their time. And they're saying that you're the best investment of their money and their time in order to solve their problem. So yes, you can celebrate that sales notification, but that can't be the end-all be-all that your sales funnel provides. Your program is an investment to find a solution. It's their skin in the game to say that they are tired of living with whatever caused them to click buy now on your page. They're not just, your customer is not just a notch on your belt to show your own accomplishment. Every notification, as a matter of fact, should make you humble and reverent of the fact that someone has placed their transformation in your hands to facilitate. It is that important. And I think whenever we're talking about sales funnels and what they can do, all we're talking about is do whatever you can to get them to the sale. And we're not thinking about on the other side, what that means for the person who has put their faith in you to solve their problem. Don't get me wrong. I think it's amazing to use your wins to inspire those who look up to you for mentorship. Be an example for those who need to see themselves in a story like that. Be that person that someone can reach for and say, hey, if so-and-so can do this, then I know I can do it too. If so-and-so can put their head down and serve their customers and see the returns, then I can do the same. Inspire them to reach for those goals, but also show them how to set up a business that supports as many sales notifications as they're able to serve with the same level of excellence. Can we normalize showing them how much work it takes to get to where you are? Can we normalize showing them the unsexy parts that happen before the five-figure and the six-figure launches so that people understand that it's not just making the sale, it's also what you do on the back end of it. It's also what you do before then. It's also what you do when you're not launching. Let me go ahead and step off my soapbox because we just started this podcast and I want to make sure that y'all come back, okay? So, (laughs) but let's go to number three. It removes your responsibility as an owner to deliver on what you promised. 
I hate to be the wet blanket here. I feel like this is supposed to be a great uplifting episode, but I really want to set a North star here as we begin this conversation to getting more fans, as we begin this journey to fans to understand what it means to be responsible for a raving fan base. And that's probably why I don't mind being the wet blanket here because being in business isn't all fun and games. I mean, it's cool to celebrate wins. Like I said, it's great when you hit your first five figure launch and it's great when you make your first six figures in your business, but there's so much more work than the enjoyment involved. And that's why even in the entrepreneurial journey, you spend more time encouraging yourself to just keep going and not close up shop than you do actually celebrating with your friends or on Instagram or wherever you do it. If you want to remain an owner for the long haul, you need to focus on the discipline and not the destination. Let me say it again. You need to focus on the discipline and not the destination. And that means committing to sharing about your product, even when you think you've sent it a hundred billion times. It means showing up and delivering to your clients, even when you don't feel like it. It means showing up with your best, even when there's no one around to give you credit, even when no one is around to applaud. With all that said, making the sales notification the marker for a successful sales funnel removes the fact that now you actually have to facilitate your new customer's transformation. That means in English, your course or program needs to actually work for them. So what do we look to build instead of this automated, complex, set it and forget it sales funnel? Well, I'm glad you asked. How about we build a delightful, problem-centric, authentic customer journey? I mean, I'm just saying. A customer journey starts when the potential customer realizes that you understand their problem and it ends when their problem is solved. See how that's different from a sales funnel that starts with someone coming to your door, becoming a lead, and then turning into a sale, and now everybody's happy and throwing confetti everywhere. It starts when you both recognize that, hey, there's a, there's a potential here. We can potentially work together, and you as a business owner identify the fact that you can solve their problem, and now them as like an audience member, they're looking at you and they're like, hmm, maybe you are a solution. But it ends, it doesn't end at the sale. But it doesn't end at the sale. It ends once that problem is solved. And your role as the expert is to guide your customer through each stage of the journey by presenting solutions that serve what they need the most at that stage. And that's why it's a journey. There are different stages. There are different steps. There are different questions and needs that each customer has based on what stage they are at the journey. Having a clear customer journey always keeps the main goal in view, which is creating a lasting transformation for a customer with a problem, legit the definition of a business. Creating a lasting transformation for a customer with a problem. You no longer have to feel like you're being sleazy or bothering people when you share about your solutions because you've got their problem in mind and you're confident that you can solve it. 
And so you're not wobbling and humming and hawing and is this right and is am I offending people and all of these questions that don't matter because they're about you and not about the customer. The only reason that we have a business is to help people, is to serve people. So if your questions are not about them and you're focusing those questions on yourself, you're wasting time not serving them. And finally, a customer journey just attracts the people who need what you have to offer the most. I talk about something that we'll talk about in a later episode, but there is a Venn diagram in my head whenever I'm helping my clients that if you, if you can think about it, if you can draw it out, there is a Venn diagram where in one circle, it has what you're best at. And the other circle, it has what your customer needs the most. The intersection of those circles is what I call your secret sauce. It is the most underestimated, valuable asset in your business. And we'll talk about a little bit more about what that is in a later episode. But I wanted to mention it here because once you start attracting people who value your secret sauce the, as much as you do, it's a very easy conversation to talk to them about how you solve their problem. You don't have to explain why your secret sauce is valuable. You don't have to explain why your product is valuable just so they agree to enter your funnel. You just tell them what it is. You show them how you can serve them. You provide solutions that answer their questions along the way. And before you know it, you have a new customer that you are prepared to serve, which is the most important thing. The most important thing here is the transformation. And if we don't have the transformation, if we don't have if if that doesn't happen after the sales notification, the whole process is a failure. And you need to go back to the drawing board and figure out how you can facilitate transformations for people who put their faith in you. Like I said, this is supposed to be a happy time celebratory episode 1, but I just feel like before we get on this journey, you need to count the cost of what it is to be a transformational leader. And if there's one thing I want you to remember from this episode, it's that a cookie cutter, steal my strategy sales funnel isn't going to cut it. If your goal is to build a loyal raving fan base, if your goal is to scale your impact, if your goal is to continue to be relevant for the long haul, you need an authentic problem-focused customer journey to do it. If you want to find out more about all the elements of the customer journey, I want you to go to desoladavis.com backslash roadmap. We'll have that in the show notes and download the customer journey roadmap I created for you. It's the first step to the process of turning sales funnels that don't reflect you into delightful customer journeys that help you sell authentically in your space. Also, I am always on Instagram, so come find me. I'm always there and up for a DM conversation with you, my podcast listener. I would absolutely love to hear what your ahas and what your takeaways are. And if you agree with me on what we're talking about today. If you loved this episode, I would also love for you to leave a five-star review. If you do, you'll get a chance to be featured as our listener of the week, and I'll give you a shout out right here on the show. In the next episode, we'll be talking about the different stages of the customer journey and how a stranger becomes a raving fan of your product and your business. Truth is, you don't have to be Beyonce to have your own raving fan base, which is a huge relief, right? (laughs) Well, thanks for joining me on this journey. 
Remember, it's not about perfection. It's about taking imperfect steps in the right direction. And there's no time like the present to take the next one. Talk soon. Thank you.